So, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, if you wouldn't mind going there. I want to talk about faith this morning. 40 years, it's actually been a 40-year journey of faith. It's been a 40-year journey of faith. Chris and Merrill, that's 24-year-olds, started leading a church. They hadn't read the Bible. I don't think they'd even read the New Testament through fully. Started leading a church. They dared to believe that Jesus was real and they took him at his word, despite who they were. And the youth, they had zeal, they didn't have wisdom, but they had faith. And they planted a church that started reaching nations, even when it was tiny. Rory and Mel came onto the scene and and Rory's heart, father's heart, somehow God just unlocked things. We built this building. That was when we joined the church, just before we built this building. Faith built this building. Faith in what God, Jehovah Jireh, believed that God could actually provide. Whether it's five or 600 people in the life of the church, again, not a rich church, and God provided and we sit 20, uh, 20 something years later in a building saying, Lord, what's next? What's next? Faith. Ryan and Mel start leading the church. Faith to see God move. When Ryan leads worship, it rains faith in people's hearts. Faith. And Paul writes back to these Thessalonians, listen to what he says. In chapter 3, I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 10. So when we could stand it no longer, we thought it best to be left by ourselves in Athens. We sent Timothy, who is our brother and co-worker in God's service and spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. so that no one would be unsettled by these trials. For you know quite well that we are destined for them. Mm. In fact, when we were with you, we kept telling you that we would be persecuted. And it turned out that way, as you well know. For this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent sent to find out about your faith. Notice how many times he's asking about faith. I sent out, tend to find out about your faith. I was afraid that in some way the tempter had tempted you and that our labors might have been in vain. But Timothy has now just come back to us from you. So he sent Timothy there. Now Timothy's come back to him. Now he's writing the letter to get back to Timothy to go back again. But Timothy has now just come back to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we are encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Parents really live when their kids are standing firm in their faith. 
ministers of the faith, pastors really live when people stand firm in the faith. Great joy comes in ministry when people are standing firm in their faith. It's the greatest joy of ministry is to see somebody standing firm in their faith in the midst of trial, in the midst of breakthrough, but standing firm in their faith. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy you have in the presence of our God because of you? Night and day we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. Absolutely amazing text where Paul is now concerned about them. He's worried they've been persecuted and he's worried about their faith becoming brittle. And he's anxious that his ministry, he's anxious that the tempter, a little bit before that he says, Satan blocked me from coming to you. He's anxious that the enemies got in there and robbed them of their faith and his preaching would have been in vain. And so he's anxious to get back there. He's, he's standing and twice in that text he says, I could stand it no longer so I sent Timothy. I could stand it no longer so I sent Timothy. He says it twice in that little portion of scripture in verse 1 to 5. And he says, I'm sending to you Timothy our brother. In the NIV it doesn't, it doesn't do justice to what he says about the co-worker of Christ. The ESV says it much better in terms of what it means. Because he's saying, I'm sending to you, Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker. I love that. I'm sending to you, my brother. In other places, he calls Timothy my soldier, my fellow worker, my brother. But in this place, and my co-worker. But in this place, he says, Timothy is God's co-worker coming to you to encourage you in your faith. Have you ever thought of yourself as potentially being, needing to be, God's desire for you to be his co-worker? You are, we are co-laboring with him. That's why he sends us on a co-mission. We are co-workers with God. And Timothy is a co-worker sent by, to, by Paul to go back because he's anxious about the strength of their faith. And he says, I want to strengthen and encourage your faith. That word strengthen means to fix, make fast, set, establish. I want to make sure that your faith is established in Christ, that nothing can shake you. But I don't want to just strengthen it. I want to, and the, the, the NIV says encourage, but the word is to call out. It means to exhort. It's a stronger word. So I want to strengthen you, and to want to exhort you. I want to call you back to Jesus. I want to call you into faith. So that no one would be unsettled by what you're facing. Glenridge Church, for us to be this irresistible church that is called by God, by His Spirit, to reach a region, we've got to be people that have strong, courageous faith. Strengthened, that means established. When your business is rocking, strengthened. Called out, exhorted, encouraged. When your marriage is shaking, strengthened and encouraged and exhorted. 
Whatever, you, whatever the trial is, whatever we're facing, our faith has got to hold us. And Paul is worried that their faith is being unsettled. And when he says unsettled, he means disturbed. You're getting disturbed. It's like you, you know when you take a, 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 a weeds out of the garden or a, 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 and you pull them out and then there's a bit of soil in the bottom and you, you shake it off. He's worried that they're being disturbed and getting shaken off, that their faith is falling off of them and they're, they're getting loosened. They're getting unsettled. They're getting, he wants to do the opposite. He wants to establish them and he wants to call them back into faith. And so he says, I'm going to send Timothy to you to strengthen and establish, to exhort and to comfort and encourage you in your faith is what the Amplified says. To strengthen and establish and exhort and to comfort and to encourage you in your faith. How is your faith? The kingdom of God works around faith. Faith is so key to our walk with God. And when we face trials, when we face upheavals, and we, when we face life, we can so easily become unsettled in our faith. What is the thing that pleases God? Faith. You can't, without faith, you cannot please God, the scriptures say. Whatever you're doing, if what you're doing is without faith, it's not pleasing to God. And in that, in that verse of, of, of Hebrews, it says, without faith, you cannot please God because you must know that He exists, that He is real. You see, faith knows that God is real and He is a rewarder of those that exist. So to be pleasing to God, to have faith in God, is that you live life like He's real, he's real and He rewards those who pursue Him, who look after Him. And faith, even when it doesn't look like God is rewarding you, even when it doesn't look like God is around you, in fact, it looks like God has deserted you, faith, strong and encouraged faith is what we need. And so he sends out to find out about your faith. And then, Tim, then, he's, Tim, then Timothy comes out to tell me, um, and I'm encouraged about your faith. And then I want to send back Timothy again to supply what is lacking in your faith. To restore and put into order and to mend and to make complete, to train and equip so that your faith will be made stronger again. Glenridge Church, how is your faith? The righteous will live by faith. Faith. It's an incredible thing. We don't even need lots of faith. I want to talk about it now, but in my fingers here, I have a mustard seed. You're not meant to be able to see it. It's the point. It's so small. The Bible talks, Jesus talks about you just need a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain. Faith. Faith is being sure of what you hope for 
and certain of what you do not see. Being sure of what you hope for. See, you can't have faith and be hopeless. That's why hope is such a big thing. Love, joy, and hope. The gospel brings you hope because that, it infuses faith in you. It's being sure of what you hope for. And sure means to have the title deeds of. To have the title deeds of hope. It's like you haven't got, you haven't got the actual thing yet, but you've got the title deeds for it. It's yours, but I haven't got it yet, but I'm hoping, God, please, in your, in, in your time, Lord, in your hand, Lord God. And being certain of what you do not see, you can't see it yet, but you know it's there. Lord, please. And you keep trusting. This week, I have in my hand a title deed. It says, Ford Ranger, 2023, new. ID document 69011251580082, FIPS SA. I was given a car this week. Everybody says, Stan, you so deserve it. I'm not sure I do, but I'm so grateful. I was flabbergasted. I didn't know whether to crawl under the chair, just on my knees weeping. Had a, had a moment in Pretoria with the three CI elders, and I was given a car. Not a car. My brother tells me it's not a car. It's a Ford truck, Stan. It's not a car. <laughs> and all the Toyota guys, yeah, the problem is it's a Ford. <laughs> I don't care if it's a Ford or a Susie Ford, whatever. It's a truck. It's mine. <laughs> I've so trusted God for that car for years. I never believed that I could afford to buy one. Guys, I tell you what, Jesus is better than you know. This church is built on faith stories. This building is a faith story. And our new house, our new home, our new building, it's a little home, well, it's a big home, but it's going to be enough for us for a midweek space. It's a faith story. It's the faith story for this generation, for the sake of the next generation and the next generation. It's a faith story. You see, this church has been built on faith. People giving up their careers to lead churches and lead people to Jesus. Giving up careers to plant churches. This church has been built on faith stories. I'm so excited. 
speaking to the Tedders as they've, as they've relocated to America with the intent of planting a church. And they're stirring again. Now is the time they want to start planting. Got a message from Drew and Megan Land this week, yesterday or the day before. They've been here and they've been working at different churches and they finally said, you know what? God's called us to plant a church. They start a church on the next end of the month. It's called Rivers. Friends, God, pray for them. Pray for them. I knew it. I told them. I said, Drew, you are going to plant a church here. No, I'm never. I'm done with planting churches. I can't wait to go and visit them and to, to preach in their church that he was never going to plant. Have you got faith, friends? Do you believe Jesus is real? Do you believe God is real? Do you believe the kingdom is real? Do you believe his mandate is real? Do you believe his mission is real? Have you got faith to believe that? Do you believe, have you got faith to reorientate your life around the mission of Jesus and the mandate of Jesus? Have you got faith to reorientate your, your behavior, your thinking around the kingdom of God? Have you got faith to reorientate your moral behavior around the ethics of Jesus and the kingdom? Have you got faith that we are pilgrims of another kingdom? This is, not where, this is not where we're meant to be. We are pilgrims of another place. We are waiting for the return of Jesus. And if he doesn't go before we go, we're going to be raised to life again when he does come back. Do you believe that we live with eternity in our hearts? Do we have faith for that? That we will live by faith and we will die by faith. With joy and excitement in our hearts and peace in our hearts. Faith. Do you, do, you, do you have faith that we are sons and daughters of a heavenly but real Father who gives good gifts? And that nothing you've been through, good or bad, has been wasted in the kingdom of God. God will use everything. Everything that the devil is, you, is meant for harm, God will use for good. Do you have faith for that? Your divorce that you think you will never ever recover from, God will use for good. Your sin, your sexual sin that you think you, I will never recover from, God will use somehow. God will restore, redeem, and turn it on its head for good. Do you have faith for finances? Do you have faith to reprioritize your life for what's most important? The king and the kingdom. Friends, we're not too busy for what God's got for us. It's a priority issue, not a busyness issue. I'm becoming more and more bold to say that now. Who watched the rugby, who watched the All Blacks get beaten this weekend? Put your hands up if you watched them. Nobody convinces you to watch a rugby game. Oh, come on, but you've got to be there. Come, it's going to be awesome, come. No, you're there. Nobody convinces you. That becomes a priority because it's in your heart. Got more faith for the Springboks to play rugby than for Jesus to win the game. Which game is bigger? Which game is more eternal? Which team? Which team 
is the significant team. It is Jesus' team, which you are on. And if you don't pitch, and if you don't pitch, can I just say, if you don't pitch, the team doesn't win. None of us win. It's faith. It's faith. It's not busyness. It's just faith. I've got more faith for that. I've got more faith to be at work between 5 and 6 on a Thursday because I think I'm going to be more productive there than to leave that and come and pray between 5 and 6. That's what we're saying. Faith. Where's your faith? How's our faith? I want to strengthen and encourage you in your faith, lest you be unsettled and shaking because of what you're facing. Faith to pray, faith to forgive, faith to love, faith to hope. Faith. Matthew chapter 17, verse 19. I'm out of time already. I just want to leave you with this picture. I have in my hand some mustard seeds. A bowl of mustard seeds. Matthew 17 verse 19 says this. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? Remember he came, there was a demonic manifestation and they couldn't drive the demon out. And so they confused. And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. Friends, the, the currency of the kingdom is faith, not money. So we need 5.7 million to pay that house off. We need 6 million because there's all the bits and pieces as well. Faith pays that off, not money. Money needs to get into the bank. But the currency of the kingdom, of the realm in which we live, because I believe I'm, I li we live in another kingdom. We live in a parallel economy. We live in that space. We've got to live there, not here. If we live by sight, we live in our own strength. But if we live by faith, we live in His strength and His provision and His resource. If I live by sight, I live in my provision and my strength and as much as what I've got, and I've got nothing. Not anymore. I've got something, but... <laughs> because you have so little faith, Jesus says, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed... You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Faith. Impossible faith. Faith that moves mountains. Faith that does the impossible. See, the currency of the kingdom is faith. You know what I realized? I was in eldership with Rory for, since from 2000 we came on and he left in, for 10 or 12 years. And we were, we were friends with them. 
And Rory's got to be one of the most generous man, men I know. Whenever I'm with him, I, I find I get bigness. And I've realized I have faith. He's got faith. Particularly in the area of finances. So I realized, so I've learned the habits that generous people have. Sowing, giving. So we've, I've always lived like that. And as a church, we've always done that. We look to where we can sow and give and other churches and other needs and people in the church and resources and trying to, try to do that all the time with, with what we've got and beyond what we've got. But the other day, a couple of months ago, I realized, you know what? Because you've lived with somebody that's generous, you've picked up the, the habits of generosity. But are you living by faith? Because what you need is the faith that that person had, not their habits of generosity. Understand the difference. So you can live the habits of generosity, but not have faith. It's faith that is the... That ex, then you have the habits. But it's faith is the core. It's faith that pleases God. Matthew 13, verse 31 says this. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. As a man took and planted it in his field. Though it is the smallest of seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. It's amazing. Faith is like a mustard seed, and you, it does, you can do the impossible. You can move mountains. But the kingdom of God is also like a mustard seed, that when it's planted, it grows a tree that becomes useful to all those around it. You see, the faith and the kingdom of God are inextricably linked. You see, friends, the reason why I'm stirring this for us is your yes to God has great potential in it. And your yes to God is this big. It's a mustard seed. God is not asking you for what you can't give. Just a mustard seed of faith can move a mountain, can buy a house, can change a city, can change a life, can save a life, can heal a body. Your yes in God, by faith, has great possibilities. It can, be a, it can grow a tree. It can grow a tree. Ashley and Nadine Bell left this church when we first came to Glenridge in 19... must be 95... He was a provincial surfer, grew up on the beach, and went and planted a church in Pretoria. That church is now the church that Rory leads, that gave me this car. Who knew that Ashley and Nadine Bell 
little yes in God would open up such a massive influence in Pretoria. Such a massive tree would grow. And let me tell you what, you'll meet them this weekend, they're nobody special. And they'll tell you that themselves. They just said yes. They gave it all. They let nothing stand between them and God, as was said this morning. They just had a mustard seed. Tomelo said earlier, talking about the multiplying effect. Friends, this mustard seed multiplies. It reproduces. It reproduces into your, into your spouse. It reproduces into your children. It reproduces into your family. It reproduces into your nation. It reproduces into your neighborhood. It reproduces. How's your faith? If you're grumpy, cynical, more than likely you've lost faith. Because when you're sure of what you're hopeful, there's much joy. When you're certain of what you do not yet see, there's joy. Benrith's church, we're in a season of faith. Be strong, established, and called into faith over this time in your life. With your, when you walk with God and in your outworking of your walk with God. Don't be dissuaded by the trials. Don't be unsettled by the trials. Be established. Stand strong. He will come through. He will come through. If you're unsettled in your faith this morning in any way, I'm not, I'm not talking, it might be your faith in Jesus. But I'm not actually just talking about your faith in Jesus, like I'm uncertain about whether I'm saved or not. I'm not it might be that, but I'm not talking only about that. I'm just talking about your faith is wavering because of what you're going through. And you're thinking, Lord, but are you real? But Lord, are you a rewarder of those that earnestly seeking you? Because I've been earnestly seeking you and I'm, not seeing much reward. And so because of that, you're thinking, well, Lord, where's my faith? Today, God wants to encourage and strengthen your faith. You see, friends, we've got to have enduring faith, not just faith, not just great faith, enduring faith to push through and keep pushing through. Because it's enduring faith that fashions and more forms our heart into the character that we need for when the faith gets outpoured, when the fruit of faith starts coming. And I pray, Lord God, that Holy Spirit, you would come and stir these hearts, Lord. For those that are sitting down that should be standing, and for all of us, Lord God, give us greater measures of faith, Lord God. Greater measures of faith. We want water-walking faith, Lord God. Lord, we want, we want faith to be able to see blind eyes seeing. We want to see faith that, Lord God, that releases and opens up ways and opportunities. Father, we want to see faith that sees desolate cities re-inhabited. 
Lord, right now, Lord God, I pray that these men and women would be strengthened and encouraged. As the Amplified says, Amplified says this, that they would be strengthened and established and exhorted and comforted and encouraged in their faith. That they'd be strengthened and established and exhorted and comforted and encouraged in their faith. In your amazing name, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. We trust you in your mighty name, Lord. Open the floodgates of heaven over your people. Let your favor run before us, Lord God. Let your favor open the doors before us, Lord God. Let your favor open the Red Sea, Lord God. Let your favor just release your goodness before us and around us, Lord God. As your sons and daughters, Lord God, in your amazing name, amen. Bless you guys. Bless you.